From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Merry Christmas from Highway 89. We have been waiting all year for our Christmas shows, and this year we've got a group that's going to make the holiday much merrier. If I could call this anything, it would be a soulful Christmas. And we are so excited to have Deborah Bonner and the Unity Gospel Choir here live in studio. You can't hear how many people there are right now, but in just a few minutes we're going to let loose. You, you'll know. We've got a full choir here, some wonderful soloists, a special guest, five-time Grammy Award-winning artist Mervyn Warren. We'll get to talk with him, with Deborah Bonner, who is the director of the choir. Some of their performances in the past six months have included the Park City International Film Festival. They've been at the Coliseum in Salt Lake City, a live concert with Alex Boyer, and another one with David Archuleta. And, of course, the largest, loudest stadium fireworks show in the nation, our own annual Stadium of Fire event here in Provo. They've also filmed a couple of music videos in that time. We'll talk more about that later. We're going to start with a solo from one of the choir members. Here is Yehosh Bonner with Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels try? When you kiss your little baby, You've kissed the face of God, Mary, did you know? No, Mary, did you know? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will live. is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is a great eye. 
Mary, did you know? Singing by Yehosh Bonner. We're coming to you live from Studio 6 here on Highway 89. We're so excited to have Deborah Bonner, the Unity Gospel Choir. Originally, they were the Genesis Gospel Choir. Some of you know them by that name. They still sing for the Genesis Group Fireside Events in Salt Lake City every month. Deborah Bonner, their director, has a Master's of Music and Voice Performance from the University of Michigan. Deborah, how long have you been the director of this choir? Oh, I think maybe it's been about six months. <laughs> Are you making a splash? I love the name. I love that you're going to be able to travel around and do a lot more than uh, than the choir did as the Genesis Choir. So this is not new. This has been a tradition that's been here in the area for a while. Well, I was called to be choir director um, about 14 months ago. I started bringing gospel music. The Genesis group just grew and grew, and so now we're just like all the way into the cultural hall. I would say maybe 600 people strong. And so, I mean, it's just been a wonderful experience to be able to go back to my roots and sing gospel music, the music that transformed my life, the music. You, you grew up with this. I grew up with gospel music. I was yeah. a, a Baptist. You have a, a career as a soloist, as a vocal coach, as a teacher. And we were talking today earlier, she said, I'm not really a choir director, so of course here you are directing a choir. You must be having some fun. Oh, it's it's been very inspirational. It's been life-changing. And the love that uh, the choir members uh, show has shown me and has shown each other. Uh, we're from we're different races and cultures and, you know, even um, political backgrounds. And we love each other. <laughs> Imagine we, that. We love each other. You know, we respect each other. We should, we should share that idea with people. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this, because you've done some really great things as a choir. One that we, we loved reading about was a recent performance you did at a special church meeting for a group of parents in grief. And I'm wondering, what, what did you choose to present to them? What did you give to them musically? You know, Christ is the answer. So, you know, in, any of the songs that we would sing be very, very uplifting because most of our songs are songs of praise and gratitude of Christ. And that's the nature of gospel music for the most part. It's, it's, pr it's praise and thanking our Father in heaven and, our, and his son, Jesus Christ, for what they have done for us and what they've given us. And so, you know, even in, in the midst of grief, we can, we can be grateful. Well, I want to ask you one last question before we get back to the music, which is you've probably had this music carry you through some difficult times. Oh, yes. I was a special ed child and was considered mildly retarded. And I couldn't read until I was 13. And the way I learned how to read was joining this Baptist church. It's called Foss Avenue Baptist Church in Flint, Michigan. And I learned how to read by singing the hymns. That's how I learned how to read. That's great. And coming to find the Savior through the music. And he just expanded my mind. He just opened my mind. And I wind up graduating with honors and getting scholarships from some of the top schools. But that, that was because of, of Christ and, and the music that, that uh, I, I, I come to know him. Well, let's hear some of this. We're gonna, we've been talking with Deborah Bonner. We'll let you get ready. We're about to hear Joyful, Joyful, and you can check the choir out. Uh, they've got a great music video. Dear Lord, uh, Nathan Osmond, Valora Arnold are involved in that, singing Christmas Wish and some other great music. Here is Joyful, Joyful. 
Number four thing is since I was a youngster, I came to know that you was the only one to go. So I had to learn and grow too and understand it. And I'm down with the king, so now I'm demanding that you tell me who you down with C. Cause all I know is that I'm down with G O D. You down with G O D? Yeah, you know me. You down with G O D? Yeah, you know me. You down with D O D? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with G O D? Everybody, come and join the chorus, the mighty, mighty chorus.
Joyful, joyful. We're listening to the Unity Gospel Choir. Deborah Bonner is their director. Solos from Tierra Custer and Yehosh Bonner there. We're going to talk in a minute with Grammy Award-winning arranger, composer Mervyn Warren about a project that he started in uh, the early 90s and ended up winning a Grammy for, and it's a blessing to lots of folks. You're going to love this, but if you're familiar with with Handel's Messiah, you will already recognize this very first piece we're going to hear, solos by Melinda Hicks and Conlon Bonner.
Comfort ye, we're listening to the Unity Gospel Choir, Deborah Bonner, their conductor, solos from Melinda Hicks, Conlon Bonner. Mervyn Warren is an American film composer, record producer, music conductor, music arranger, lyricist, songwriter, pianist, 10-time Grammy nominee, five-time Grammy winner. Mervyn, thank you for talking with us today. My pleasure. Good to be here. Oh, so glad to have you. You know, you have done so many kinds of arrangement, lots of great instrumental stuff, but you have really focused in on music for the voice. Did that always speak to you? It always has spoken to me, yes. Um, I mean, even as a child, I, I you know, listened to uh, things like the Swingle Singers um, uh-huh. and, and Edward Hawkins and, uh, you know, stuff on uh, easy listening. Um, uh, so, you know, so I, I've, I've always, actually sort of both vocal and, and instrumental music, but I, I definitely have gravitated to a lot of different varieties of vocal music in my career. Well, you've been at it a long time, the age of seven, accompanying vocalists at the piano for performances in school mm-hmm. and church, learning music by ear. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also really interesting that you prepared to go to medical school, majoring <laughs> biology, <laughs> mathematics. You kind of could have done anything. You were doing really well. And, and you know, I have, to, I have to give this quote, the professor of biology, when you decided to go for music, you're wasting your mind on music. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did, did you ever hear from him later? Um, I did, I did, and um, uh, the, he he did say that they had started. Uh, they were following my career, and they were very proud of uh, what I had accomplished. So he he never actually walked back those words, but I I think reading between the lines, yeah. reading between the lines, they said that they were uh, proud to see what I was doing. Oh, that's great. Well, what did you think when you were given this assignment to take Handel's Messiah? That's been going strong since the 1700s mm-hmm. and put this gospel twist on it. Did you think, oh my gosh, everybody's done something. How can I do this? Or did you think, oh wow, I get to play in the candy store? It was the latter because actually as a kid, we had we had done this sort of thing um, mm-hmm. in, in, in my childhood and in my teen years with my you know music musical friends. We would sit around the piano and somebody would say, hey, jazz up this hymn or jazz up this piece, you know, sometimes classical pieces, you know, let's jazz up some Bach or some Beethoven. <laughs> and so we used to do this kind of thing for fun. And I even had friends who were way better at it than I was. But we all, you know, we, we, we all contributed in one way or the other at the piano and you know, singing just for fun. And then years later, um, when I got the call to, hey, let's, um, we, we, we'd love for you to produce an entire album of pieces from Messiah, whatever you hear creatively, that's what we want you to do. And I was like, wow, that's uh, like dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Boy, what you did with it is a dream come true for those of us who are on the listening end. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to hear some more of this. We're going to hear He Shall Purify. And then, Mervyn, we're going to talk with you again, if that's all right. Absolutely. Here is He Shall Purify. We've got a solo by Angie Simons. They can't set aside that they might 
He Shall Purify, Angie Simons, soloist. Another chance to talk with Mervyn Warren for just a second. He's got a master's of music degree in arranging from the University of Alabama. And I wanted to ask just a little bit, when you were starting to work on this project, did you know the kinds of voices you'd be able to reach out and pretty much get anybody? It's almost like pulling down stars from the sky. Yes, yes, because I was already a member of Take Six. We were signed mm -hmm. to Warner Brothers Records. Um, we uh, had gone to uh, Quincy Jones to help us, um, and so he partnered with us, executive producing the project. And so between our own friends and people that Quincy knew, we knew that we would be able to get to Patty Austin and, and Stevie Wonder and Al Jarreau and, and, and a number of the uh, Tremaine Hawkins and you know on and on. And um, we, we, we felt confident that we were going to be able to 
to uh, get them to participate. And in fact, we ended up with more people than we needed and ended up having to, you know, having to pare it down because we couldn't possibly record as many pieces as we wanted to. So it worked out really well. Did you have any idea or did you dream that it could be as big as it turned out being? No, not not really. Uh, you know, there we were sort of, um, we were in Nashville, we recorded it there. I mean, we, we knew that we had the, the, the backing of Warner Brothers and we had a lot of amazing participants on the project, but we didn't know, you know, how well it would sell or how popular it would be. But here we are, I can't even believe this, 25 years later, every single year I get, you know, comments from people saying that they're performing it, you know, around the country and even around the world. In fact, I think I can say this, we're going to be doing it at the Kennedy Center live next Christmas, a year from now. Okay. I have to live through 2017 now. At least, okay. <laughs> I'll put that on my calendar. Yes. No, I mean, it was kind of a plan generally, but I'm going to be sure. Yes. Uh, also, I want to mention, this has been officially publicly recognized by Handel House, the official George F. Handel Museum in London, England. That is true. Um, and it's especially um, gratifying uh, because... Um, a couple of the artists, I won't mention names, but a couple of the artists that we reached out to to participate in the album scoffed and said, how dare you do this to Handel's music? And and one of those was actually a jazz artist. And, and I never spoke with him myself, but I wondered, why is it okay to do arrangements of Duke Ellington's music, but not okay to do arrangements of George Handel's music? They're both humans. Who, were, who wrote music. So, like, why is one sort of untouchable and the other not? Yeah. Um, we didn't do that piece, but um, it was actually my dad who was on business in London, and he stumbled across the Handel Museum where they publicly acknowledge their this piece, you know, our version, and they said uh, there have been many versions, including Mervyn Warren's Handel's Messiah, A Soulful Celebration. So they enjoyed it, and I'm pleased oh, that they do. Oh, that's pretty great, pretty great. It shows that it's still alive. Good music can adapt different ways, find yes. its way. Now, it's really not fair to, to, even though you've won a ton of awards, I haven't even mentioned Dove Awards or any of those, <laughs> it's really not fair to say, hey, come talk to us about your work 25 years ago. But but because of this work, mm-hmm. right after this, you sort of got plucked up like in a matter of days, like, hey, would you come do something for a movie? That's correct. We we were nominated for a Grammy for this. We actually performed on the Grammys this year. There were two recordings of, of Messiah that were, that were nominated that year. And so uh, there was a performance by a classical choir. And then halfway through, we um, were in the back of the audience. I think it was at Radio City. And we filed down the center aisle. And we joined them on stage. And we concluded with the gospel version, our version. Um, I believe both recordings won a Grammy that year. And a few days later, I got a call from Disney saying, we saw you on TV. Would you come and work on a little movie called Sister Act 2? And I thought, hmm, would I want to do that? <laughs> of course. And that was the start of my film career. Nuns, the only people you had not yet written for. Right. That was the... <laughs> Right. I clinched the deal. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, because you have been at this for, for years and you've, you've had wonderful opportunities and you've really taken advantage of them to do stellar work. We love hearing Thank what you. you do. Do you still feel that magic? Absolutely. You know, this is, it's, um, to me, the, I mean, the music is a form of art. It's it's aural art as opposed to visual art. And, and I, I love to write or arrange music that makes me feel good and and that, that moves me, that moves me. And so as an art form, I don't think I could ever not create this kind of music as well as other kinds. I like all kinds of, you know, all kinds of music. And um, so it, it uh, speaks to me on that level. And I, I love doing it. And I love the fact that other people want to do it. So it's fantastic. It's really a privilege to talk to you. Thank you for taking time today. Thank you.
Mervyn Warren. I, I'm just picturing the Kennedy Center, first the cathedral chorus, and then they took it to church. So we're going to hear that version of the Hallelujah Chorus right now.
That's the hallelujah chorus. But you already knew that from Handel's Messiah. You know, I have to give this quick little shout out to Mervyn Warren for holding to his dream. In 1976, the age of 12, he got grounded because he had purchased an Earth, Wind & Fire album. (laughs) But exactly 30 years later, 2006, he was asked to produce an Earth, Wind & Fire Christmas album. (laughs) I don't know, there's, there's justice in the universe. Somehow, that, that gives, gives me hope. Deborah Bonner, thanks for bringing your group. we still got more music to come, but we want to talk to you a little bit about... You've been a voice coach for over 40 years. You've been a guest soloist with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and now you're the director of the Unity Gospel Choir. You're out here in Utah. You know that home of gospel music. You know? That, that mountain mecca of... <laughs> and so... You, sometimes you're introducing this to people who are thinking, this seems a little disorganized. You know, they're not all standing there holding their folders and what's going on. Do you ever get that? No. You don't? No, I'm glad. No. So, so how, how do you connect? You're connecting with the audience. They just oh, get the music once they yes, hear Yes, they do. I mean, they're on their feet and they're clapping with us and they're swaying with us. And we've had comments from people in the audience saying things like, you know, I've never felt the spirit so strong as as they did in in hearing this gospel music. So I'm just really grateful after 35 years of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, having the opportunity to share my music with them and so that they can feel what I felt and, and the strong spirit that I feel when singing this music and how transforming this music is. Well, Gladys Knight told us over a decade ago we needed to up our game Mm. in the music department. Mm. She said, sorry about that, but it's true, and none of us disagreed, actually. So I I love this quote that we we found this somewhere online. You had written this. If I'm the director, then I'm the leader, and they have to be one with me. I'm directing you. You have to throw out you, and you have to be one with me. So how do you get that in a rehearsal with and acquire with so many people to get that oneness? Well, you know, I, I, I tell them, you have to feel my rhythm. Mm-hmm. So they, if I'm the director, you have to watch me. Otherwise, why am I up front? Right? I'm just waving my hands for, for nothing. <laughs> and so, you know, for us to be one, we have to be one. One in spirit. And giving a message to our brothers and sisters that can change their lives. And as we're changing their lives, we're changing our lives too. Our lives are, uh, are being rich and, and we're getting closer to the Savior through this music. So it's just uh, so beautiful. I'm just so grateful to the First Presidency who, who said, yeah. go do this, go, yeah. go everywhere and, and share this, this music. And so well, that's what we're Well, the thing I love about music like this is uh, vocal music. You know, if you're not one, you're not mine. And we're, mm. we're, we're supposed to be thinking about that anyway, but here it is in music, and it's a way to, to actually physically and mentally achieve that. And there's and a, part for ev- a part for everybody yes. from high to low. I love that. Okay, so any parent has to say, how did you get eight kids to all sing and oh. to do this together? Well, I wish I should pull up one of my children because we have <laughs> two of them in the choir. But everything I, I've done in music has been for my children. Uh-huh. You know, even training with Seth Riggs, who taught Michael Jackson and Josh Groban, and 80% of the people who won the Grammys were his students. And, and to have that opportunity to train closely, closely with him has 
given me tools that I could come back and share with my children as well as the community, even create musicals and put my kids in it, you know? And so all of create all the opportunity of, mm -hmm, and all eight of my children are singing to Broadway and I've heard him. And, and yeah. And Yahosh is, is just soaring. He's just taking it to another level on, on his YouTube. And it, it's just been, it's been wonderful. Well, I love that family choir. And now you've got a community choir here. So right. we'll let you take your place. We're going to hear more music. I should mention that Deborah is originally from Detroit. I think she said that she's the founder and executive director of Transforming Flint Foundation, too, which I think is a, a great cause. We're going to hear Joy to the World with soloist Kaylee Hicks, Jalen Macedoni and Lindsay LeBaron. Here we go.
joy. He'll give me peace, he'll give me love, he'll give me peace, he'll give me joy. Joy, 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 joy. Sing joy to the world, sing it, sing it. Sing it, sing it. Everybody sing joy. Sing joy to the world, sing joy. Sing joy. Joy to the World, the Deborah Bonner Unity Gospel Choir. This is our Christmas present to you, and we've got time. We're going to do one more. I think we've got time for this. We're going to hear a song called, Oh Lord, How Excellent. And you can check these guys out online, too. Go to unitygospelchoir.org.
Lord, how excellent. We've been listening to the Deborah Bonner Unity Gospel Choir live here in Studio 6 at BYU Broadcasting. We've got just a minute, so we grab your host here. Where do you fit in the eight? I'm number five. Number five. Right so there in the middle. was the music just already going when you arrived and it was just sort of you fell into the flow? Or we did everything this? to music. We cleaned the music. Uh, we wrestled to music. You know, we, we, we ate with music playing. And there was always music in my family. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture, that's a lot of kids' choir concerts to go to with oh, eight man. kids and everybody, everybody singing. But when it came time to actually sort of focus and become more professional, because lots of you are. You sound mm. really great. And how does your how does your mom work on that? And, and what about correcting and guiding and coaching? Oh man! So early on, she she was um, you know she's always she's our biggest fan, but she's our teacher and our mentor and our coach. <laughs> and um, I feel like more now uh, than even earlier, it's it's hard to get the critiques from my mom because she's always loving on us and it's, oh, it's great. That's great. That's so good. And so we really have to dig deep with her to, to get her to critique us. But um, she's taught uh, most of us how to teach. And so we get the critiques from each other. We get plenty that way. Well, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. And thanks for being a good sport and dragging over here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. Deborah Bonner, the Unity Gospel Choir. Five-time Grammy Award-winning artist Mervyn Warren joining us today, taking time. We really appreciate that. You can find information about all the group's latest projects, concerts. It's all online at unitygospelchoir.org. Thank you, all of you. you. Sounded so great. Thanks for coming and singing for us. And uh, if you're listening at home or just caught part of the show, you want to hear it again, why would you not? Or share it with someone. It's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Merry Christmas.